What's up, everybody? It's Saturday, May 30th. Little random video. CT and I, Luis and I, sorry, decided we'd get on and give a reaction video to the Roy Holiday news. The Roy Holiday documentary that aired last night in Perfect um, on ESPN E60. And but before we get to that, there's a couple of headlines we want to touch on. The first one I feel like is a necessary headline to touch on. And that's that Alex Rodriguez, everybody. Look over at CT, look at his reaction. Alex Rodriguez, that's right. Alex Rodriguez is making a second bid for the New York Mets. I really want this to happen, man. I don't know why, but I want him to own the Mets. I will I will buy my Mike Piazza jersey tomorrow if A-Rod becomes the majority owner of the Mets somehow. Yeah, and I think I, I want it to happen for two reasons. The first one is... I want to see him continue to improve and and get in people's positive side because I still think there's some people you need to win over, particularly Porter Fisher. I know you're listening, Porter. And secondly, because I think that MLB needs needs the face of their teams, their owners, to be press to be present. I think that the biggest mistake MLB made was blocking Mark Cuban from from trying to buy an MLB team. I think an owner like Mark Cuban would help baseball tremendously because a lot of these owners for a lot of these teams we don't even know who they are um i want i want them to be more present i want them to be more involved in the operations um like you see hal steinbrenner the henry uh family over in boston a lot of those families are very involved you know what they're about some other some other guys i'm not so sure about i feel like a lot of the contention that's going on between players and owners right now has a little bit to do with that, that some of these billionaire owners can hide and stay out of the public eye really easily. Um, but that's my take on that one. CT, I don't know if you have a quick take. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think like having a guy like A-Rod as your owner gives your team more of an identity, uh, at least in the public eye. And uh, I'm an A-Rod fan. I'm not afraid to say it. Really? I support the guy. Support the guy in everything he does. Wish he was here right now. I wish in he your could house? know. Yeah, I wish he could know how I feel and that I support him. And uh really happy that he made an appearance on the Roy Holiday documentary last night. I don't know what the purpose was. I, I don't think he ever came back. I think it was but to establish that he's one of the best pitchers. I think we in... all need to just take a moment and realize that he's he's that noise, that shh that comes out is because of the dentures that he got put in place that mm-hmm. are clearly not aligned. Like you try finishing a sentence, but push your your front top teeth out of placement. Finish a sentence. Go ahead. Okay. Say something with so, so, so my name is Manny Gomez. Jennifer Lopez. So I think nice. that we should I think that we should stop uh making fun of the guy for a job a, a poor job done by a dentist that got paid well for a poor job. He's a millionaire. Go get the go get the job fixed. I mean, come on, man. Anyway, we're going to waste time on this. We're wasting time on this. So let's move on to the next story. And that's that Ken Rosenthal and John Heyman are both reporting that basically the players haven't, haven't made a counter offer. When they got that insulting offer, they said they weren't going to do a counter offer. They weren't even going to bother. Uh, but they are waiting for the financials, which apparently both sides have agreed that the players are going to have, which should determine where it is that these owners are losing all this money to, to justify all the pay cuts they want the players to make. So... We're still waiting on that. John Heyman said that if we want a season by early July, that that there's a soft deadline of June 1st for them to come to an agreement, which would be on Monday, I think. 
I'm not sure if there's 30 or 31 let, days in May. Let me, let me ask you something, Manny. If if we finally get a peek at the owner's books and all that stuff, and we find out that the only option to have a season was the original proposal that they made, do you think we'll be okay with that? You think uh, that we'll, we'll, we'll finally point the fingers at the at another side that's not the owners? I think the only the fingers can only be pointed at the owners or nobody at all because the players the players signed a, a contract for guaranteed money. They made a concession in March to take pay cuts or not pay cuts to to for what's happening now, which is to to be paid only if they play. Plus some of there was some extra money thrown in there. So the only thing that can happen is that the that the owners justify the pay, the extra pay cuts that they want, and if they can. Then the players, it's going to be on the players to say, "Fine, we'll take the pay cuts," or to say, "All right, then we're not going to play." And I think if the play, if the players decide to to take a stand and say, "Fine, then we're just not going to play," the players lose. But that, I think that's the only way that the players are going to lose. But at the same time, the players are going to lose anyway. You know, perceptually, in the court of public opinion, they lost already because people don't want to see millionaires complain about. It making less million less millions than more millions you get what i'm saying yep people are suffering people are jobless out there so it doesn't look good it's not a good look on both sides but the players are going to lose because they're in the public eye and people know who the players are and like i said earlier we don't know who some of these owners are they're you know they little bitches hiding dog you know what i'm saying can't believe man <laughs> I hate billionaires i fucking hate them <laughs> We're just kidding. We, we don't hate billionaires. Um, we like the ones, especially the ones that sponsor podcasts like these. So if you're listening, we love hey, you guys. Yeah, hey, right. If you're out there listening, man, just take a chance. Yeah, take a chance on us, man. We'll, we'll if you buy the Mets, we'll talk Mets 100% of the time. If you sponsor the show, yeah, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, the Roy, the, just... the Roy, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Roy Holiday Doc CT. Um, super sad, man. Really yeah. sad. And I yeah. thought it was set it was set up perfectly because they go through his entire career and give you the perfect setup about how his father was a pilot or is a pilot and instilled in him a love of baseball and aviation. You saw how he came up through the ranks and how he struggled at the beginning, but that he was humble enough to go back and change some things to to make sure to make it possible for him to return and become the kind of pitcher that that he ultimately became. And um, Alex Rodriguez even said that if, if he were to create a, a rotation of, of pitchers, that he would be in, in that rotation all time. Um, I don't know if you do you agree with that, by the way. Would you put Holiday in your top five all time? I mean, the guy the guy pitched and I, I think it's interesting that he won Cy Young's uh, what was it, like eight years apart mm-hmm. and that he pitched during a time that we always Pedro Martinez credit for that we always give Mark Mike Messina credit for. And he was a way better pitcher than Mike Messina. He was he was one of the he was a, a pitcher that went deep into games, a work workhorse. I can see why someone would put them in him in the top five. And and if I'm really thinking about it, because I, I like to do top rankings of baseball based on what I've seen, I'd have to kind of put him on my top five as well. I have to I, I have to disagree a little bit just because he made his bread and butter primarily uh, post two thousand and one. So two thousand and one, two thousand and two. Fine. Barry Bonds, steroids are still there. But by 2003, I believe the Mitchell report had already come out and the steroid tests were out there. And that's when he really turned it on. So I don't think the level of hitters was the same as when Pedro was there. Um, His first three seasons, 
98, 99, 2000, he struggled pretty mightily, especially in 2000. They said in that documentary that his 10, 6, 4 ERA is like the highest for qualifying pitchers of all time in a single season, which was shocking to me. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from him. I'd have to really take a deep dive into it. He's definitely in my top 10. I'm not sure if he's in my top five yet. For sure, one of the greatest pitchers to ever live. The complete yeah. games and the error that he pitched in alone makes him stand out among the rest of, of uh, baseball players. What he did in that first season with the Phillies in 2010, the perfect game and then the no-hitter. Um, he's a legendary legendary pitcher, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah to me, I'm... <clears throat> Sorry. To me, I'm just looking at a guy that was, was there. Like, he, he yeah. pitched a lot of games, mostly healthy. Now that we know that he was on medication to, to get through a lot of these starts. But he made a lot of starts. He made a lot of appearances. I think he was worth the contract that, that he was given. And I, I don't know. I, I Even though the Mitchell report came out and exposed a lot of the people that were on performance-enhancing drugs up until that point, what year was it? 2003? Uh, to the, that what? That he won to Cy Young? 2003. Mitchell, Mitchell report. Mitchell the Mitchell report. report, I think it was 03, yeah. We still had guys in the league like A-Rod taking the next, the next best thing. Manny Ramirez had gotten exposed twice before yeah. retiring. Uh, people were still getting caught for PEDs. We know Cano recently got caught for taking a, a drug that masks PEDs. So I don't think we'll ever know the the level of performance enhancing drugs but people still say that people are taking it you know they say that people are still taking it today so yeah i, I kind of do have to give him credit for pitching during that time because it was and, like yeah and the division he pitched in too in, in that in that early yeah. 2000 mid 2000 to pitch in the al east and pitch to uh if i sort this i'm sure it's going to be an under three era probably um it's pretty phenomenal um yeah and he was just a workhorse man this guy was like Nobody was completing games the way he could. I mean, he, he he led the league in complete games in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. Yeah. Five consecutive seasons between 2007 and 2011. Um, but but one thing that that the main topic of the documentary we're already over the 10 minute mark, but that's fine. We'll we'll wrap this up pretty quickly. Um, was his addiction to to painkillers and opioids, and it it took place. I believe they said it was in two, the 2012 or 2013 MLB season with with Philly, and uh, he heard his back pop. He didn't want to tell his team doctors or anything. He went to a teammate. The teammate directed him to the greatest state in the United States, Florida, of course. That was sarcasm. And somebody gave him painkillers there. He became he becomes addicted. And one of the things that really shocked me was. Those interviews, man. How did we not know? How how did that get past people? That's the thing. Like yesterday on our when we recorded yesterday, I said that I didn't know about his drug addiction until 2013. But for all I know, it was news that he went to rehab. I mean, how do you really keep that under wraps? I I read that Philly, you know, the Phillies organization tried to help him through his addiction. So maybe maybe it was already news while he was still alive, and I just didn't it didn't reach me like i never read it so i apologize if that was news and we didn't know but yeah in those interviews man he just looks bugged out it was clear as day his his pupils yeah. were dilated he was like slurring his speech it was crazy and i think that's a tragic uh thing to realize that his friends and family teammates all knew that he had a problem but I don't think it's as easy as just telling someone to stop because you got you got the guy that's probably like your pillar of, of uh, stability and he's mm -hmm. telling you that he's okay and that he's going to rehab. He's doing all this, but really like you don't, you don't ever really know. So it's, it's like a re a very tough line to, to cross. 
and it just seems like he he was a prideful person. He didn't want to. He didn't want people to know that he was going through rehab. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of sad. It was a, it was sad to to see that. And then um, they got into his post baseball career. He coaches his son's high school team. I think it was. They win a championship. They go thirty and zero. Um, and it seems like he's having the time of his life, but he's still battling this depression. He's still really sad all the time. He's still abusing painkillers. Goes into rehab a second time, and. Um, it kind of seemed like his wife felt like he was okay after that second stint in rehab. And he had a, he bought a plane and they revealed that he would fly pretty low, uh, dangerously where, where people would report to the police. Like there's a plane that's going really low, blah, blah, blah. It would fly like close to a hundred feet away from yacht, from houses and streets and shit. Um, and then one day when I think they were, their son was graduating, I forgot what the event was. He was supposed to go with his wife, but instead he said he was going to fly his plane back to the, to the air, to the aircraft, to the airport or whatever. And it turns out he didn't go to the airport. He, he flew to the Mexican, to, to the Gulf of Mexico, the, the ocean right there, the sea area. Minutes later, they reported a, cra- a plane crash. And it turns out that before he, before impact, Whoops, my headphones just fell. He tried to pull up, and I guess it was it was uh, too late at that point. So the biggest question that's overhanging this that I, that I think I think is re- is resolved because of what his wife said and because of what some professional said is is that that he didn't commit suicide. But I I still kind of question it. Because why tell your wife I'm gonna I'm gonna go drop off the plane and then go meet you there, um, and then that's not what he does. He ends up going in another direction, and then why? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought about it and I was like, I, I think suicide should be considered, right? But at the same time, he was he was on drugs, um, and I think that when someone is addicted, I can't speak I can't speak for them because I'm, I've never been addicted to drugs like hardcore drugs like that. But I think that him being addicted and keeping it under wraps and not wanting people to know was kind of like him giving himself like the okay to take drugs and, and play it off as everything is okay. Like he probably didn't think he had a problem, but he did have a problem type of scenario. And the fact that he had been flying planes so low prior to that, where people were like warning him to not do things like that. And he was lying to pass like pilot license tests and stuff like that. Uh, I, I think that there's a good chance that it was just an accident, a tragic accident, but I, I don't think the possibility of being of it being a suicide should be ignored either. At, the, the, at first, I talked myself out of it, but then when they revealed the types of medicine that they found in the system, one of them was a sleeping pill. So I don't know if that's carrying over from the night before. I think it can be. Yeah. Or if he's t- or if he took it. With the intent of I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna fall asleep on the aircraft. That's part that you know probably I don't know if it's that easy for that to happen. I don't know how you fly those planes. Like I don't know if you could go on autopilot or something. I don't know. And I don't know. And then the painkillers and I don't know, man. It's just I don't think you can rule it out. You're right. And enough people have said it wasn't based on you know their expertise. And his wife is pretty convinced that it wasn't. I hope that it wasn't. Um, but it was a tragic story. And I think that, that from here, baseball has to kind of take this seriously, um, and start doing something about it because I'm sure that Roy Holiday and Tyler Skaggs aren't the only ones doing it. 
Yeah, and I and I want to say that him taking sleeping pills on the hopes to crash the plane, I, I feel like it's it's out of character for him because you put risk that you put yourself in the risk that you're gonna end up killing someone else. So if yeah. I had to choose, I'd say it was more of an accident than suicide, but I wouldn't rule out suicide definitely. Yeah, not yeah. when someone is is when not when their blood is is filled with drugs. Yeah. So so that that was that and. Um, the wife revealed that she wanted to come out about this because she wants people to seek help, um, just like Roy did. But he he didn't finish. He he both times that he went to rehab, he didn't finish all the way through. Um, the first time, I forget why he left. I think it was because somebody snuck in a camera, and I think the second time, I can't remember what it was. But he didn't finish his rehab, and just because you go to rehab, most people that go to rehab tend to relapse anyway. Yeah. Um, but you have to kind of continue living that life. And I feel bad for his kids um, that they had to go through that and his wife. But hopefully something good comes of this. Uh, hopefully baseball can start, you know, testing players for for painkillers, for opioid use, um, which I think they, they said that they would after Tyler Skaggs. And that people out there who are hurting seek help, that there are, there are people out there we're willing to listen um so that was a roy holiday doc i would definitely recommend it i don't think it's up on espn plus yet but when it is check it out it's called imperfect it's about roy holiday and yeah that's all i got it's, today. it's up on espn uh watch or, okay so espn go I, I was watching the ending of it again almost caught me skip Tearing the commercials up. it's about 45 minutes 40 45 minutes skip the commercials for sure pretty good yep. roy holiday man Missed that guy. What a guy. Hope that will be the show releases a Roy Holiday card before another Yankee card. Let's get that. Let's get that Kareem Garcia, 2003 New York Yankees. Kareem Garcia? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. All right. That's all we got for today. Follow me at Manny Go 3. Follow CTAK Lewis at Cobra Mojo. Follow the show at WT The Show. Hey. Peace. Okay.